This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, later on today, the largest affordable housing conference in Western Canada will be getting underway in Richmond. And the number of speakers, well, it's pretty overwhelming. But Jill Atke, who is the managing director of the BC Nonprofit Housing Association, is joining us now to talk a little bit more about this. Jill, thank you so much for being with us. Yes, thank you for having me on, Jill. I was just scrolling through uh, some of the talks and speakers, and uh, I'm not surprised this is the largest conference because it seems like there is no end to the number of events and panels and discussions uh, that will be taking place over the next few days. Yeah, we've got an absolutely awesome lineup for the next three days, and uh, our conference has been growing considerably, so we're seeing that with more keynotes. We've got six great keynotes lined up and and some additional uh, um, guest speakers as well as over 100 education workshops geared towards nonprofit housing providers. When we take a look at affordable housing, it's such a, a, a big or a wide range of things that fit into that phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking through some of these, uh, modular housing, which has been an issue in Vancouver and, and with this new idea of modular housing and how it works, uh, that's going to be one of the discussions that's being had later on today. Uh, is there a specific area when it comes to affordable housing that is being focused on? Well, we're actually running the full gamut of affordable housing. So there's been some changes within our sector where traditionally we've we've focused on very uh, low income and, and targeted uh, those households to make sure that they've got an affordable place to live. But as more and more people are being impacted by the affordability crisis, we're broadening that out. And so we're, we're inviting more and more speakers in related to uh, that broad range of affordable housing. We've got a lot of government representatives here because they're they're back at the table and, uh, and making new commitments to affordable housing. And then when we look at our keynotes, it really runs the full range. Some of them are not even really talking about housing, but issues that relate to housing um, and particularly homelessness. Uh, so we've got speakers talking about uh, addictions and the war on drugs. We've got a, a keynote speaker talking about social change. Uh, we've got a speaker talking about uh, reconciliation. So we really, through our, our keynotes and workshops, touch upon every, every aspect of affordable housing. And is the goal to come up with new ideas or solutions or, or get these ideas out there and, and get these conversations going? It's both of those things. We're always looking for new ideas and new solutions, and so we, we try to bring speakers in that will get us thinking a little bit differently about affordable housing. But at the same time, we've known for a long time what the solutions are, and we're, we're now at um, a point in time where there is reinvestment in housing, and so we really want to figure out how we get the solutions that we know exist uh, activated. Uh, what is a solution that that we already know exists? Well, a lot of so- solutions around housing affordability um, are on both the supply and the income side. So we hear a lot about housing supply and, and how we have sufficient su- supply, but it's not necessarily the right type of supply. And so there will always be a role for government uh, in ensuring that uh, that we uh we meet the housing needs of, of all British Columbians and all Canadians. Um, but there's also solutions within our sector. Because of the investments of past generations, we've got a nonprofit and a co-op sector uh, that's got the equity and the capacity to sit down with government as partners. 
and uh, and figure out the solutions together. So it's not just government's job alone, uh, but we're not at the point where we're letting them off the hook yet either. When we talk about the nonprofit sector as well, there has been a lot of talk about a lack of funding or, or kind of a lack of a commitment to continue with that kind of building. Uh, is that, do you see that changing? Yes, we've certainly seen a shift, uh, you know, at the federal, provincial and municipal level uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, so we're anticipating the release of the federal housing strategy uh, later this week, uh, and that will be the first strategy for us nationally. But a, a reinvestment after 25 years um, of the government uh, sort of walking away from housing and their responsibility in housing. So this this is a very big and exciting week for affordable housing in the country. And do you think that will lead to change? I mean, it is such a, it seems that Metro Vancouver is, is a strange scenario or it's, it's, it's not, it's not the same as, as perhaps other, uh, other cities in the country. Is there a way where with a housing market that is so overheated and there are so many different factors at play, uh, is it, is it a place where you can still bring in that formula and, and build or supply affordable housing? Yeah, absolutely. There, like you say, there are a lot of factors at play, and and it's become increasingly obvious that the market is not meeting the needs of all um, of all households and all people who need housing. And so, what we're trying to figure out is is different different ways to um, to take the speculation and create sort of speculation free zones um, where we can within the nonprofit and co-op sector. Right now, we, we house about uh, 5% of the population or 5% of the housing supplies in the in the community housing sector. That, that in areas like Metro Vancouver needs to increase dramatically. But these are not things that are going to happen overnight. We're, we're laying the groundwork and the foundation for that to happen. But the solutions that we're looking for are, are long-term solutions. They'll take a little while to implement. Uh, if it's a five percent now in community housing, what percentage do you think would be a, a better percentage? Well, when we look at, at other jurisdictions around the world, they're significantly higher than that. So, so the number that's being talked about here is, you know, we need to be thirty uh, percent of the housing supply in order to make sure that everyone has access to safe, secure, and affordable housing. Now, going from five to thirty percent—that's not something that happens. Overnight, it's not going to happen in the next 10 years. But because we've got some equity and we can sit down with, with government as partners and really remove that speculation from, from our part of the equation uh, and make sure that, that you know, the, the supply that the community housing sector builds is supply that's affordable forever. It's not affordable for five or 10 years. Um, because of that mission drive of our sector, it's affordable forever. Uh, we we often hear uh, the thirty percent used as well in income, and that uh, mm-hmm. that people should be able to have housing that takes thirty percent doesn't take more than thirty percent of their gross income. Uh, I mean, but unless government is involved in 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 every transaction and is involved so heavily in housing, how do you make that happen? Well, we we've seen that happen through long term agreements, uh, and those long term agreements with government are are starting to expire. And that supply, by and large, there will be some impacts on affordability, but by and large, that that investment from past generations is is still paying off today to to um, to house uh, folks 
at that 30% income range. Um, so those those investments that are made today are, are investments well into the future. Um, and that's why we say there is a role for government, but increasingly those past investments uh, are really what built our sector. Our sector is becoming increasingly self-sufficient, uh, and so we can, with a contribution of equity or with municipalities uh, contributing land, because land is such a huge factor here in the Lower Mainland, if those contributions of land can happen, we can make projects work without long-term operating subsidies uh, and, and house a broader range of people. All right, Jill, we'll have to leave it there. A very busy uh, few days uh, coming up for you. Thank you so much for taking some time with us this morning. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.